Hello and welcome to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Each week we will share with you our thoughts and opinions about the pop culture world. I am your host, Brian, a comic book nerd who thinks of himself as a low-level superhero. And I'm your anti-host, Tony, a movie buff with an unhealthy obsession for overanalyzing anything and everything. And when we're not fighting crime, we're podcasting. Let's get it started. Boom! Tis a holiday special for all of you to hear. Your comment are back to bring you some cheer. So tune in each week for the fun to last. Be sure to subscribe to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Yeah, let's get yeah. it started. Let's do this. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I clapped and one of my lights turned off. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't have one of those, do you? I uh, know I, <laughs> I don't, which worries me. Oh my God, I did it again. I wish I could show you this. Oh, it didn't work that time. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to talk about some holiday stuff. You know, with Christmas right around the corner, hopefully you had a really good Thanksgiving. You're full of turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and all the trimmings. We're going to switch things up a little bit this week. And we're going to start talking to you about some of our holiday favorites. And we're going to start this segment off by talking about our three favorite holiday films. So, Brian, let's kick it off. Okay. These are must-plays every season in my household. And we'll go with number three. Number three. Number three. It is a Christmas vacation. The National Ampoons Christmas Vacation with uh, Chevy Chase. Love it. I remember seeing that in the theaters and just... Could not stop laughing. I'm a big fan of that whole franchise, the whole storyline, uh, Wally World and Vacation and European Vacation. And Oh, that one sucked. But still, I feel like I'm a part of that family, just like a, like a second off cousin somehow just watching from the window. <laughs> like <laughs> my part of the family is the normal part, but I, I love the Griswolds and they are hilarious. Yeah, I've already got my kids hooked on that movie. We watch it every year. What, what, what's that line about the shitter? Yes, the shitter is full. <laughs> the shitter is full, which is a constant thing in my house. But <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's like all the green goo that's oh, coming out of that stuff, just, right? I love his outfit, just the robe and the wife beater and the underwear <laughs> with the fur hat on, just yeah. smoking a stogie. Shitter yeah. is full to all the, the neighbors walking around in that nice neighborhood. And meanwhile, they've got the ooze that's from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of that thing. So I think Cousin, I think cousin Eddie is the origin of the Teenage Mutant that Ninja Turtles. That sewer is getting punished right there. And you know. Well, kids, I'm going to darken things up just a little bit. My number three film, holiday-wise, is Gremlins. Oh, yes. That yes, is a yeah. holiday film. I would not have thought about that, but you're right. It is. And it is a classic. Why do you like watching it during the holidays? Because it just reminds me of life. <laughs> life. life. Yeah, you know what? You could be the most happy, fun part of your life, and then you got some little gremlin that's going to screw shit up for you. It always happens. You're, you're riding high, and you got some little monster that's this cute little bundle of joy, 
and it can turn into this ugly monster called Stripe. Again, you know, I'm big on metaphors, so that's that's kind of what I like about it. <laughs> and I, story on life. I know. You know what? I think I'm, I'm I think I'm reaching too far for this one. You know what else is a story on life for the holidays? A Christmas what? Carol. Be nice to people, Ebenezer. <laughs> but but no, you went with Gremlins. But yes, but with Gremlins, it is kind of an updated take on Scrooge. I think, right? Go no? with this. Yeah, let me okay, hear it. So, go with okay, it. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go with this. Listen, there are these rules that are kind of set out, right? And they're broken. They're broken during this whole thing. There were three rules, and each of those rules gets broken. And there's some kind of dire consequence because of it. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Number two for me, Number two. it's Elf. What a fun movie. Oh, oh! What that was a long sigh. What was that about? You'll see. Okay. Anyway, what a fun movie. I mean, it's just funny and heartfelt, and that's just a classic family film for me. And again, I love watching it. I don't know what to say about it, but um, <laughs> I just, I just love it. It makes me happy. It just makes me happy. Which I think no, that's it, it the is. Point. It is one of those movies that it awakes that kind of inner child in you. Yes. Right. And there's so much enthusiasm in life that sometimes we get bogged down by all of these details that we just don't stop to kind of look at everything that is surrounding us and be in awe of it. And that's what Buddy is to me. Buddy encapsulates that awe in us that we should all probably be a little bit better connected to, especially when we're going through times like these where we need to be finding things that are going to give us that amount of joy, whether it's Santa Claus in a, uh, well, I guess he's not in the mall this year, but uh, right. You know, if you see somebody at the Salvation Army, you know what it is. It's um, Buddy appears to be an adult, right? And I relate to Buddy because I'm an adult. I have a family of my own. I'm a professional in what I do, not podcasting, but in my other career. <laughs> and I still get really excited for the holiday season. And I get more excited than most people I know around my age. And I try to, I work really hard to get my kids excited about it. And I want this to be an important time in their lives for them as well. And teaching them the the values of being with loved ones and friends and family and giving. And this movie kind of reminds me about all that. Here you see what appears to be an adult who thinks he's an elf trying to convince or remind other adults in the movie about the holiday spirit. And I really like that. And also we have to mention John Favreau directed it. Yes, he did. Yes, pre-Iron Man. Yes. Pre-Iron Man. So again, this is a Christmas classic. I love it. It's one of those films that I have to watch during the holiday season. It sets the tone and it helps me get into that holiday mood. I have to admit this past week, we put up our Christmas tree a little bit early I was a little bit of a Scrooge about it, but you know what? I need to relax and enjoy the moment. And Buddy reminds me of that. Buddy is your holiday spirit animal. All right, Tony, what's your number two? My number two is a Christmas story. All right. All right. I could already tell that that's on somebody else's list right there. Uh, Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just say it for right now so we don't have to go back to it. A Christmas story happens to be in my number one. And guess what? Elf is my number one. So oh, there funny. you go. <laughs> it's funny because Elf and A Christmas Story each have Peter Billingsley in it, who Peter, Peter Billingsley, Billingsley played Rafi, and he was also Ming Ming in Elf. 
Really? Oh, yes. I don't remember that. Yeah. Also happens to be a very close friend to John Favreau. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. And I kind of debated on whether or not I should add this on my list or not. But the fact that this film is such a classic and it was something I grew up with and I relate so much to Ralphie as a kid. I was that child that thought that my paper was going to be the most awesome thing that this teacher was ever going to read. And life always just kind of came back and, and told me, no, that's not how it works. I was always in that scenario where I would think about, oh, you know, if my parents, they punish me, they're going to, they're going to regret it because I'm going to come home one day. And I'm just- so poisoning. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to be blind. And then that leg lamp, I mean, it's just, the whole movie is iconic. Right. Well, that leg lamp was a major award and it's from France. It's Fragile. <laughs> yes, it's Fragile. Yes, Brian. It was from Fragile. There we go. That's right. And then I also love seeing Ralphie kick some butt on those bullies. Yes. And when he's on top of that kid beating him, he's fresh, rash, and rush, brush, brush, brush. And you know, he's just saying all of these curse words that are just coming out. I love it so much. I wanted to see Ralphie get that Red Rider BB gun so bad. Yes. Throughout the film. I love the Butters and Hounds, you know, destroying the turkey, them going to get Chinese food on Christmas Eve or Christmas <laughs> night. You know? could, they, could they even make that this go round? No. I, I don't even know, right? They can't. Probably not, right? But it was Maine, just- what do you think? Could they make that right now? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much good with that movie. I I loved it so much. And I like the fact that a certain TV network plays it almost 24 hours straight, you know, starting on Christmas Eve throughout Christmas Day. And it's something that once it's on, my channel doesn't change. It just loops it all day long. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I do watch it probably a couple of times. But yes, that is my number two. So I just want to make a couple of honorable mentions, films that I love that are Christmas themed. One of them being Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It is Shane Black. Is it a Christmas film? Is it not? I think it is. I also think it is. Do you? Okay, good. Yeah, I do. It is such a great film. So if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer. It is just a fun, fun film. The next one up, In Bruges. If you've never seen In Bruges, you need to watch that film. It is Colin Farrell. It is not a happy film. But it is a great film and it takes place around Christmas and it really brings things in perspective to you. So those are my honorable mentions. Brian, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. I'd like to also mention Bill Murray's Scrooged. That almost made my list. I love that film. It's one I also watch every year and I feel like it needs to be mentioned because that is such a funny, funny show. Also, I'm a fan of, it's very new. But Noel, it's on Disney Plus, and my kids and I watched that last year, and I think we're going to be watching it again this year. It's funny, and it's heartfelt. It's kind of modern. It's very enjoyable. And I'm going to say this one for my wife, but A White Christmas. That needs to be mentioned. That is a classic. And just to settle the debate, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So we watch that every year as well. Wayne, what do you got for us? Scrooge. Fantastic film. Brian, you're slightly out of the doghouse with Dana now. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> Excellent. I need some kind of meter, some kind of like Dana doghouse meter. <laughs> oh, that's something to work on. All right. The Dana meter. <laughs> there you go. And I think we already did the number ones for each of us. Number one was Christmas Story for Brian. And number one is Elf for me. And I don't really need to 
hash that up again. So there you go. Those are our three favorite holiday films. What is yours? Let us know in an email at info at knowledgeofnothing.com. You know, we also have other social media accounts. Yeah. Let us know on Facebook or let us know on Instagram. The Knowledge of Nothing on Instagram. The Knowledge of Nothing on Facebook. There you go. You can leave a comment there and we will read them hopefully on our next episode. And here's a word from our sponsor. Looking for some holiday cheer? Aren't we all? Visit the Soycat Candles online store and stock up on all-natural 100% soy wax candles infused with essential oils, animal earth and human friendly. Visit www.soycatcandles.com. That's www.soycatcandles.com. Soycat Candles. 100% soy, 100% paw-sum. So the holidays mean something to everybody, but nothing kicks off a holiday season for me like holiday music on the radio. And where I live, there is a local radio station that kicked it off already. And to me, that signifies the holiday season. For my wife, it may be that a local coffee shop is now serving pumpkin spice lattes. But uh, for me, it's holiday music on the radio and... Once that starts, I don't change the station. It's just on there 24-7. Tony? When does this radio station... It usually starts the first week of October at some time. October or November? Oh my gosh. Wayne, I am so sorry. <laughs> Brian is having some Yuletide cheer right now, and he's he needs to come back to our level. And we need to talk about... Yes, yes. Husa, husa. There you go. Okay. All right, Brian. November is what you're no. saying. First of November. Give me a second. <laughs> if it isn't after Thanksgiving, you're fired. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, the Dana meter just went down. Uh, I was making Dana such meter down. Too. Dana meter down. I know. Right. It's when this radio station kicks off their official holiday songs through the new year. So it's usually the first week of November is what usually starts the holiday season for me. But truthfully, I am a holiday guy and I think about the holiday season all year round. I plan for decorations and how I'm going to host certain parties. I shop all year long and just kind of keep things hidden so that I'm not hit with a huge expense during the holiday season. And I look for deals after the holidays, because that's when all the Christmas stuff goes on sale and the retail stores want to kind of blow out their inventory. And that's where I'm at. You know, everybody's thinking about the new year or spring and that's great. I'm thinking about that stuff too, but I'm also thinking about decorations. And so we're talking about the start of the season, not the end of the season, Brian. Stay on point. <laughs> Stay on, I Stay on target. Stay on target. Stay on target. Tony, kick off this season. <laughs> I am messing up. Okay, well, there you go. So, Brian, it starts the first week of November is what he's saying. The holiday season starts for him first week of November. It doesn't start for me. I would prefer it doesn't start until December 1st. However, I live in a household where that does not happen. We have Good. to come up with a happy medium. My wife would rather have it be November 1st because that's when she loves it to kick in. Me, December 1st, 
that's where it should kick in. Or even after Thanksgiving, I'll give you a little bit of leeway there. So if you wait till after Thanksgiving, there's just not enough time. There's not enough time to enjoy. Oh, there's plenty of time. There's, there's not enough. Of time. No, you've got decorating to do. You've got events to plan. No, no, you've no, no. Got, no. You, you got stuff to wrap. You've got you know shows to watch. You've got music to listen to. You've got all kinds of. There's just not enough time. There's you're talking there about plenty of time to do that. Thirty days to get everything done. I mean, I need more time. I need more time for cheer, love. Yeah, obviously, because you were talking about January when we're talking about the start of the season. You're talking about the end of the season. So, yes, I get what you're saying. I was hoping Wayne would edit that out. (laughs) No, we're leaving that in. We are leaving that in. Wayne, leave that in. (laughs) But anyway... You need more time. You need more time for the holiday season. You just want it no, to you soak don't. in. You just don't glance over a season like this. It, it means so much more than the date. It is what the season represents. And just give yourself that time to feel good and to give back and to feel the warmth that giving feels to everybody and just the time to spend with loved ones or family or just doing something that you enjoy. I mean, so Give yourself more time for that. And I'm all about that more time. That is so sweet. December 1st for me. Let's move on to the next subject, please. What a Grinch. Stop it right now. (laughs) To avoid spoilers for Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, skip to 2541. You know what franchise has been a lot of fun to follow and watch lately? It's the Lego franchise. They do all kinds of different little short cartoons or now even movies where they kind of poke fun at whatever content that they are involved with. But regardless of what it is, it's always entertaining. And Lego just dropped a new holiday special for Disney+. Plus. It's a Star Wars holiday special. I watched it. I loved it. Tony, did you see it? Yes, I did watch it. Actually, I think they have redeemed themselves we can now say that we have something that is holiday related and we can be proud as star Wars fans that this Lego special came out this year. It was very good. I liked it a lot. I also felt that it really did the movies justice. I mean, it really kind of combined all of the films in really unique, odd ways. And the one thing that I thought was really kind of cool, there were so many things related to Batu in this. Did you did you notice that? And if yes. anyone knows what Batu is, Batu is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. It opened up last year, actually no, 2 years ago now almost. And Batu is the planet that you go to to visit. And there were some really cool things that they included in there that I found hysterical. One of them being was the Emperor's mug. When Darth Vader was telling the Emperor that he had to hit every gift shop and Batu to find him, what was it? The galaxy's best Emperor. That's copy. right. It's classic. It was. I great. mean, well, obviously they were all sold out everywhere else. <laughs> yes, and there's only one, which is funny because there's right. only one Emperor in the entire universe, and there he is. Of course, he's the best. Now I'd love to go to Batu and see if they actually sold that mug. Yes. Well, I mean, unfortunately, we can't really look now, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe in the near future. We'll have to see. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Maybe that'll become available. Who knows? So, Brian, uh, what did you like about it? It was a lot of fun to watch. I watched it with my son. We're both fans of Legos in general, but the Lego franchise has just been a lot of 
a lot of cool. I think they're creative. It's funny and something that we enjoy watching together. So that was what I took from it. Awesome. There was one thing I, I kind of want to mention. I'm noticing this kind of throughout the universe. What is with engines being used to cook food? <laughs> Have you noticed that? Yeah, you know, now that you bring it up, yeah, that is that seems to be a thing now. You go to Batu and there are Ronto Roasters, which is a big pod racing engine that they're using to cook the Rontos, right? Yeah, to roast the meat, right? Exactly. And then in the Mandalorian this season, we had Peli Motto. She's that lady in the bay with the droids that were putting the ship back together. She also had a slice of beef or whatever that was. And those droids were also cooking it on an engine. And then you have, what's his name? Uh, Poe. He decides to do Yip Yip, which is another Batu reference. So I kind of enjoyed Yip Yip is their name for chicken. Tip Yip. Oh yeah, Tip Yip. I'm sorry. Tip Yip. It's the same thing. Tip Yip, Yip Yip. It's all good. <laughs> Anyhow, they were using the Millennium Falcon to roast those tip yips. But anyway, I just noticed that that's a kind of a cool thing that they're doing. Uh, where, where's the regular barbecue? I mean, where's a regular spit? Where's even a kitchen in this place? I, I, I don't understand. But anyway. Right. I guess you got to use what you have, right? I digress. Yes. <laughs> you know, that goes back to what we were saying before, how it's kind of creative, how you recycle things to make into whatever you need. Yeah. Do you have a favorite line of the whole thing or do you remember? Any yeah. My favorite line is it's all about the tip. Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's there were so many classic lines. Yeah. And that's one I hadn't heard before and I liked it. <laughs> you got to say it fast. It's all about the tip. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That, that kind of, kind of has a, yeah. Kind of just flows, like, doesn't it? Yeah, it does flow. Actually, mine was a, uh, from Master Yoda. Participation trophies for Jedi? There are not. Ooh, that's a good one. That should be on a shirt. Yeah, I know it should be on a right? shirt. That should be on a second place shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That should be on a second place shirt. But there were so many really great, clever kind of callbacks to the entire universe. Them ending up on Dagobah. The Mandalorian at one point shows up. I kept waiting for Jar Jar Binks, but alas... No charge. Keep waiting. <laughs> Maybe on the sequel. Yeah, right. The return okay. of the holiday special. You know what else I like? There was a line in there that was from Greedo when they were all on Tatooine, kind of all getting ready to battle one another. And Greedo goes, Una Guta Solos? <laughs> there, was the, there was the OG, Harrison Ford, uh, and there was the younger one. Uh, well, and did actually, you notice what happened? Yeah, and then he shot first. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Senior Solo that sh shot first. So Right, good for him. <laughs> yes, good for the, the Lego team for calling that out and doing that justice. I think I liked that part. And then finally, we see C-3PO doing the robot and the little <laughs> dancing at the end. I didn't even catch that. You're right. And what about the ugly sweaters? Did you kind of see that? Yes. Yes. I kind of tugged up my heartstrings a little bit because I'm a fan of ugly sweaters. And I loved Pose was BB-8. Well, I like that Vader even had an ugly sweater. Yeah. And it was a Death Star. <laughs> yeah. And you remember how they kept going to Death Star 2? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and Vader is calling it. Maybe we should call it something else. It just sounds so generic. Why don't we call it Star Killer? Right. <laughs> and the Emperor's like, oh, that is such a horrible name. And meanwhile, Kylo Ren shows up later on. Oh, yeah. We called it Star Killer Base. Oh, what a great name that was. So funny. I like the Emperor. He always says, you know, get with the fighty fighty or the zappy zappy. <laughs> Less talky talky, more fighty fighty. Yes, there you go. But anyway, the whole message of the episode was that, you know, you just kind of have to let go sometimes a little bit, right? Just connection. And I kind of find it that Lego is telling us about connection, right? Because in order for Legos to kind of work, they all have to be connected. Wow, Tony, that is a deep thought. That is... Wow. Uh, like that? Yeah, that is... I just I, came I, up I, with that right now. I, I didn't, didn't think about that. I my notes or anything. Wow. I just had an aha moment. <laughs> and you all were here to witness it. Wow. Ah. The world's a better place now. We're yeah. more connected to you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And then one last shout out about this episode. At the end... Yoda was in that Sam the Snowman, Burl Ives, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer suit, the little bowler hat and the vest. Oh, it was yes. a perfect way to end it. Huge callback to that classic holiday special. And I'm glad that we saw it. It was awesome. I don't think Star Wars could have done a better take on A Christmas Carol than, than this episode here. I agree with you 100%. And again, it saved Anything Star Wars related, it redeemed itself with this episode. If you haven't had a chance, please check it out. Disney Plus, there you go. Thank you. Before we get to Pop Quickies, let's pay some bills. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Conmen, K-O-N-M-E-N. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com, take your podcast to the next level. It's time for Pop, Pop, Pop Quickies. All right, guys, welcome to another round of Pop Quickies. Yay! Holiday edition this time. Woo! So, Brian, I'm going to have you start off first with your response. Let's do it. Regards to the Christmas tree, real or fake? I currently own a fake tree, but that is a recent purchase of mine. I love real trees, but... You tree murderer. Yeah, right. They die. <laughs> and we put our tree up fairly early and it becomes kind of a hazard. We decorate this tree with lights and ornaments and tinsel and all kinds of stuff. And I just let the kids go at it. And I have all kinds of stuff for them to decorate it with. But I got to be honest with you, towards the end of the season, I am concerned that it may be a little bit of a fire hazard. So last year we we made the decision to buy a fake tree, which looks phenomenal, but I am slowly but surely getting used to it. I would have to say that I prefer a real tree. However, I don't want to be a tree killer. <laughs> so I have gone to a fake Christmas tree. And again, the other thing about this is now that I don't really have kids in the house, we used to love going out there finding a tree at a tree farm, cutting it down. It was like we were, we were hunting 
we're suburban folks. This is our hunting season. We're going to find us the biggest, baddest tree, and we're going to cut that son of a bitch down. <laughs> I don't really have that need anymore. Give me a fake tree. I'll put all of my Christmas ornaments on it. I can then, at the end of uh, March, when we take our stuff down, March. Put it away. <laughs> March. Yeah, we'll get into that later, but yes, there you go. March. A fake Christmas tree. So I have a quick tree story that I am thankful we did not do last year. But ever since my wife and I have been together, she has been a absolute stickler for the perfect tree, which means we go to the Christmas tree lot and I pull out every flipping tree and I spin this thing around and I lift it up and tap it down to see how many needles fall off. And she's looking for bald spots and whatever, whatever fits her meter for the perfect tree she is looking for. It never fails. It's always the first tree that I pull out. That is the perfect tree that we end up going back to, but she will spend hours and I'm lifting hundreds of trees. It feels like to me. And opening them up and tapping them on the ground and spinning this thing around. And she is just searching for a flaw in this tree. And I'm standing there holding this thing for what it feels like hours and days. And it is crazy. And I know for a fact that the first tree that we looked at will be the tree she picks. And sure enough, that's what ended up happening. But luckily, we have a fake tree this year, <laughs> so hopefully she can maneuver that tree to however she wants. That saves you a lot of time. Yeah, well, you would think. Let's hope. Hey, Brian, <laughs> at least you get a workout out of it, right? I certainly do. <laughs> when do you put up Christmas decorations? And then when do you take them down? Uh, we have a specific date. We started putting up Christmas decorations the day after Thanksgiving. And we put up fall decorations in November which is like a lot of autumn colors, leaves, turkeys, really homey, earthy type tones. So when do you bring them down? We bring them down. If it were up to me, it would be on Boxing Day, which I was told at a young age what that Boxing Day, Boxing Day... Well, hold on, hold on. Boxing Day is December 26th. And my dad told me Boxing Day meant that's when everybody boxes up all their Christmas crap. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't that learn. That is brilliant. I right. wish I would have had that when my kids were growing up. <laughs> so damn it. I I grew up thinking that that's what Boxing Day meant, and it wasn't until one of my hockey player friends, who's from Canada, informed me that Boxing Day meant you box up stuff for goodwill and you bring it to the goodwill and Salvation Armies for people who are in need of a few things. And I was shocked. I was blown away and I thought he was pulling my leg until I actually looked it up. Growing up for most of my life, I thought Boxing Day meant you box up all your Christmas crap and you put it away until next year. So to me, that's how I grew up. That is, your dad is brilliant. Your dad <laughs> is a brilliant, brilliant man. Oh, so man. what do you do now? So now, because my wife has different points of view, <laughs> she gives it up through the new year, which kind of drives me crazy a little bit because that's gone against everything that I was taught. I am one for the holiday season and I love it. I love decorating, but I'm also quick to take it all down. The season is over. Christmas has ended. Let's take it down and start the new year fresh. I want to start the new year with a clean house, uncluttered house, and start the new year off right. 
And my wife's point of view is a little different than mine. <laughs> Tony, what about you? <laughs> yes, I would prefer that we do the first week of December. However, I live in a household where that is not possible. So it is usually the week before Thanksgiving that we put up our Christmas tree. And then I did kiddingly say that it was the end of March before we take them down. It's more like the end of February because <laughs> we just we just don't get around to it. Just, and we like it, actually. It kind of grows on me by the end of it. And we're like, oh, is the it really time? end of then, February? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you've already seen the Super Bowl. You've gone through yeah, Valentine's Day. Right. You are right. Yeah. And and, and you know what? That's our, our anniversary. Up. That's that's uh, Valentine's Day. It's our birthdays. February is a huge month. February so is just, big. I mean, but yeah, February just, to me is, I mean, I'm not even thinking about Christmas during February. I know. But you know what? Every single time I come home and I look at my Christmas tree, I think about Christmas every day. You're probably thinking, why <laughs> haven't I taken this thing down yet? Yeah, I do think that. I do think that a lot. Hey, it is what it is. There it you go. It is what it is. All right. Next it. one. Giving or receiving gifts? I love giving gifts. For some weird reason, even during like birthdays or Christmas, I feel uncomfortable receiving gifts. It's, I don't understand why, but I just feel a little awkward. I like the feeling of me giving. And that's something that I try to make important to my kids. And I'm trying to teach my kids to instill those values into them. That is so sweet. Give me all those gifts, bitches. <laughs> I bring it on. Give it to me. I want them all. And you know what? It better be what I asked for. You know how many times I've asked for something and I don't get it? I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I will put it out there for the universe to know and I don't ever get it. But you know what? Whatever. Just give it to me. Whatever you got, I'll take it. Give it, give it, give it. Give it to me. I so yes, it. I like receiving. There you go. Oh, I think that's a soundbite. I think you do like receiving. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. I totally agree. You like receiving. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Next question. Do you guys prefer singing or listening to Christmas songs? Ooh, I, I can't sing, but I like to think that I could, but I know that I can't. So I like listening to, <laughs> to songs. I will sing. I love to sing. I suck at it, but I will sing to my heart's content. You know, singing is actually healthy for you. So you get know. out there. It, it releases some endorphins. It makes you feel better on the inside. So even though you do not sound good, you should sing on a regular basis. Sing it to your heart's content. In the shower, on the computer, in your car, sing, sing, sing. If we thought we sounded good, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. But knowing that you like to sing... Maybe a musical episode in our future? <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. I'm down. All right. <laughs> Poor Wayne, but he knows what he signed up for. I think Wayne just instantly turned gray. <laughs> you got my resignation letter coming in right now. <laughs> That's right. Not accepted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? Die Hard. I mean, I... That is my wife's favorite movie franchise, even though some of them really suck. But uh, she loves the Die Hard franchise and watches it every year. She can't get enough of it. And I want to stay married, so I'm going to say Die Hard. Die Hard, specifically the first one. Yes, which is a Christmas movie. It is. And then Lethal Weapon was, what, 1987, I believe. Yes, and Shane Black wrote that. 
somebody I'm a big fan of, but Lethal Weapon is a great film, but Die Hard is just a classic. Just Die Hard. Just a classic. Right? Uh, yeah, it really is. Yippee ki Exactly. Agreed. Eggnog versus malt wine. Ugh. <laughs> oh, mold wine, mold wine all the way. Mold, mold wine, wine absolutely. all the way. Eggnog mold wine is hot milk. Ugh. Oh, God. Eggnog is, is disgusting. It is gross. Cream. <laughs> it's just gross. And then what's that nasty kind of like aftertaste? Just, I don't even know. I rarely drink it. I and, don't drink it. Right. I think the it's last just, time I had it was when I was maybe 12 or 13. Yeah, it is just. Uh, Anything where you have to put alcohol in it to kill the taste is probably something that you shouldn't be ingesting on a holiday basis. If you want it, just go straight to the bottle. You I know buy what I mean? eggnog for parties, but I certainly don't partake in eggnog. Mold wine is everything. I love when it's nice yeah. and hot and warm and it's got all of those spices and everything is inside there and you're you sip it and it's just got all of these herbaceous flavors, just aromatics, tastes wonderful. It warms you up. Oh, absolutely. Mold wine, hands down. Give me the wine any day. All right. Next question. Home for the holidays or travel for the holidays? I prefer to be home. I'm very fortunate and that aspect is not lost on me. I love the fact that my family and I, we live fairly close. So whether my family comes over to my place or I go to theirs, it always feels like home. And that's where I'm most comfortable. I love that feeling. That's that's what I live for. And to me, the holiday season would be nothing without family. And that is what's most important to me. And I know that I'm very fortunate for it. I spend a lot more holidays at home than I care to even imagine. So I would love to travel. I would love to be somewhere else on Christmas. I would love to be on a beach in Hawaii. I would love to be in Europe somewhere. I would love to be in Africa somewhere. I would just love to be anywhere else but home. As I get older, I want to travel more. So uh, yeah, away from home if, if possible. When it comes to Christmas lights, white lights are multicolored. Ooh, this is a good one. No, it's not. It's, it's multicolored all the way. Multi now, Wayne, are we talking about for the outside of the house? Because we have different decor here. Or are we talking about for the tree? Oh, my God, Brian. It's just one or the other. Oh, no, one no, no. One or no. the other. It is not one or the other because I have two different answers. Outside of the house, it's multicolored. But around the tree, it's single color. It's white lights. But the multicolor lights around the house is what is going on. Now, we also alternate on whether they twinkle or not. That is way too complicated. Man. <laughs> it's how do you keep all, all of that shit in order? <laughs> how do you keep that shit in order? I don't get it. Just give me multicolor lights. There you go. You've got all the colors of the rainbow. You tell me that the outside of your house matches what's on your tree? How boring. It, to me, I wish it would, but my wife, <laughs> she thinks otherwise. We've got a white Christmas tree right now. Good, and that's about killing me. Yeah. No, it's not good for her. It should be multicolored. It's no, the season, damn it. Give outside. me colors. Give me purples. Give me reds. Give me right. greens. You've got the greens, the blues, the reds, the yellows, the oranges twinkling all yes. outside the house and then amongst the bushes outside or whatever trees you have. We decorate the outside of our house with all kinds of colors. Yes. And that's how you should decorate your tree as well. But then the tree, we have our tree set up with white lights 
but then we have multicolored bulbs. So you don't want color well, on what color. What the hell does that mean? What What do you mean white? What white lights and white lights? But bulbs? do you what not you have like about? like Christmas bulbs, right? The ornaments. Do you not have oh multicolored? Okay. Say uh, ornaments, not bulbs. You're you're confusing me there. Oh, I'm sorry. You just need to learn some little <laughs> bit of Christmas lingo. But <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I don't live it and breathe it like you do. Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you've got to coordinate. Coordinate what? Coordinate you, the you color. Coordinate the, you know what? Coordinate the lovely colors. Celebrate yes. the festive season. Right. You colors want should the, be everywhere. You, you want the outside You know what? It's getting ready to, to feel, snow where I'm at right now. Right. I you want to see color everywhere. You want the inside of your house to feel a warm feeling. Of color. Of, of warmth. Whatever warmth feels to you. But then the outside feeling, you want it to feel festive and the energy. And you want... You yes, want your and that's to what color happy. brings to everything. Right, color brings energy, totally. not white lights. Wayne, please get us out of this. Next question, please. <laughs> that's why we bring those colors to the outside, and we bring the warmth inside. Oh God! Oh, please. <laughs> Next question. Do we need to have a therapy session? <laughs> we may. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question is movie related. I know we talked about Elf, but versus Scrooged. Elf. <laughs> Elf. I'm with Brian on this. It encompasses everything that I love about the entire season. Scrooge taught everybody not to be a jerk during the during the holiday season. But it's Bill Murray, man. Bill Murray. Bill Murray is so good. I know. And I, and I, yes, I know it's, it's almost sacrilegious to kind of say that, but yes, Elf is just, is it for me? But Elf teaches you to be excited about the season and just spread that cheer. Come on, though. But I mean, was it Bobcat Goldthwait at the end? Oh, my gosh. So good. I mean, like, you're not going to see me speak ill of Scrooge because Scrooge is great. But if I had to choose, and this would be a hard choice, but if I had to choose, it would be Elf. Fair enough. All right. Ugly Christmas sweaters versus matching PJs. Ugly sweaters. I love them. I love I want them the uglier, the better. And in fact, that is one of the themes that I host in one of my wine parties that um, I do. It's an ugly sweater wine party. Just come, be merry, be ready to drink some wine, eat some cheese, and make sure you're wearing your ugly sweater because that's a lot of fun. I hate to admit this. (laughs) I can't wait. Matching PJs. <laughs> Please tell me you wear PJs. I was hoping you would say PJs. I do wear PJs. <laughs> I do wear PJs, and and they are matching with Sarah's. Yes. In oh, fact, I've got I've adorable. got them yes, How right. adorable! And get this, we wear them when we were decorating the tree. Please. So there you go. Post that to our social media. Yeah, uh, sure. I will. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you with all your color rules and shit. I will. I'll post, I'll post decorations. But the world needs to see Tony in matching PJs. With Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Matching PJs. <laughs> I, I hate to admit it, but yes. That is why do you hate that? Do you not love it? I mean, this is a tradition. Why Why so sad? Yes, it is because it's matching PJs. So it's like something that's so kind of like. Tis the season to be just thankful for what you have and that you're, you're sharing you're this right. with somebody you love. You're exactly right. But yes, it, it's matching PJs. It, it just <laughs> sounds very, uh, I never thought I would just say that out loud, but yes, it's matching PJs. I hope Thank it's you. a onesie with a butt flap. <laughs> it is not. There's no butt flaps. There's no butt flaps. <laughs> next year then, I will talk to Sarah. You will have a butt flap on your PJs next year. <laughs> and there's dinosaurs on them. So there you go. <laughs> Great. That's amazing.
Well, it wouldn't be a holiday gathering without some kind of disagreement. I think we should end pop quickies right there. Not only that, we should probably conclude the episode because I need to go cool off. If you liked what you listened to this week, please let everybody know. The more fans that we have, the more that we can do this for you. And please just let it be known that we're out there. With that, thank you so much for joining your con men. This has been the Knowledge of Nothing. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye.